Welcome to the Kinky Cast, a sexually explicit podcast. If you are under 18 years of age, stop the podcast now. You are listening to a weekly publication, produced every Friday morning. The Kinky Cast is heard in over 150 countries. This week's episode is 231B. In our weekly exploration in the kinky world of BDSM and alternative relationships, views expressed are not representative of the management of the Kinky Cast. We welcome guests with opposing viewpoints. Today, we present Autumn Orange's Double Feature Part 2, Episode 231B Humiliation and Degradation. Don't forget to stop by our webpage for loads of information about this show and others. KinkyCast.com. Here's your host, Autumn Orange. <laughs> I told you. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, I know. He's a scared puppy. So, this is Humiliation and Degradation, if you guys haven't figured that part out yet. That being said, um, I'm Autumn. I've been doing humiliation and degradation for a few years now. A little bit of background about me. I was the 2015 Southeast Person of Leather. I was the first person to hold that title. I have been to almost 300 events, and I have taught in some various form or the other at almost... No, over half of them. Um, so I've been doing this quite a while. I love teaching, which is why I got up at the crack of dawn on Saturday at Frolicon to come do this for you guys. This is one of the things that I just absolutely love. And I'm going to let my lovely little demo bottom, who's very angry at me right now, introduce himself. Not entirely sure why I was angry, but all right. Well, you're shaking your head. I do that all the time. That's See, he keeps bratting. He's just asking for it to get worse. Uh- no, I actually do. It's congenital nice segments. You know that. Introduce yourself. Oh, sorry. That's a good boy. It's 10 o'clock in the morning. I'm Daniel or Stradivius. Uh, the 2012, I won my uh, SC leather title hold. That, wow. <laughs> uh, Mr. South Carolina 2012 uh, for the SC leather contest. Um, I've been coming to Frolicon now for six years. Autumn gave me the chance to, to demo for her, and uh, I loved the chance to learn and uh to work with with some that I've admired for a while, and uh, yeah, I'm kind of sucking up right now. But well, you, you, as you should, with as much as you've bratted. No, no it can't. But not with the level of brat he's been throwing out. No, oh, it's I'm 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 gonna get killed. So you're not gonna get killed. <laughs> that's not legal. That's true. So yep, that's me. Okay, so the other thing is, uh, please come on and find a seat. There's some open ones. If you are triggered, um, if you have a bad reaction to anything that happens, that's okay. It's perfectly normal. I have yet to have a class where someone did not get upset from some of the things that I do here. It's all right if you need to leave. I am not going to be offended. Know that this is something that can trigger you. There is um, a lot of stuff that can be perceived as cruel or mean or messed up. Um, I also like to turn things on their head. I do this from a very psychological standpoint, and I'm going to explain that a little bit more in a minute. So if you have an issue taking compliments, if you have an issue with um, body image, self-esteem, anything like that, just a fair warning, you are probably going to cry. (laughs) You're in for fun. And again, it's okay. This is part of what I do. It's all right if it's too much. It's okay if you need to step out. It's okay if you need to sob in here. There are paper towels. There are stuff back there. It's cool. Take care of you. That's the most important thing. 
Humiliation and degradation is not something that I would recommend for anybody starting out. I mean, I know that this is Frolicon. This is a beginner's thing 101. So I'm going to give you my perspective. This is by no means how every single person does this or will go about doing this. From what I've seen, actually, I don't see a lot of people do it my way. So take it for what you will. This is just my version. So I have been working in psych on and off since I was 16. If it gives you an idea, I will be 30 in July, which breaks my heart. I will not do this with someone that I do not know very well or someone that has not been vetted extremely well through someone that I trust. My demo bottom that normally does this for me, we've known each other for over 10 years. Um, Daniel and I have known each other for seven. So seven years. Um, we talk almost every day. Almost. Yeah. yeah, almost every day. I also... I'm really good at studying human behavior. I love learning about people. I love watching people. So I have, I made sure to get here early um, so that I could see him because we do not live close to each other. Um, I happen to live in Tennessee. He's in South Carolina. But because we talk all the time, we interact all the time, and being able to watch him over the past few days, I've gotten enough information that I'm going to be able to torture him effectively. So the reason that this happened this morning, I got up at 6 a.m. so that I could look at look like this. By the way, you are welcome. Because this is a lot of effort. (laughs) But he is a very sexual bottom. He's not so much into pain. So I know he likes very femme. He likes high femme. His favorite color is purple. Um, There's purple in my hair. Um, There's purple on my lips. It's something that entices him. He likes super tight, slutty little things. So I am in a super tight, slutty little thing. It's all a point of trying to make the scene good for him. Uh, Or at least that's how I do my humiliation degradation because the way that I look at it is at the end of the day, they are willing to let me all but break them um, mentally, physically, emotionally. The least I can do is look the way that they would like me to look or do what I can do to make the experience fun for them too. Because at the end of the day, I really get my jollies on this. So having watched him and talked to him, He's been going through a lot of stuff, so I know that there are certain things that I cannot push. We have negotiated extensively on this on and off for a few weeks. Also, a big part of this is not just what will be going on in the scene. It was what happened beforehand, checking in with him, knowing what his diet is, knowing how he's feeling, knowing where his head is at emotionally, where he's at psychologically. Did he party too much this weekend? Is he capable of doing anything that I'm going to ask him to do? His anxiety is also up. I know that he has some issues that he's been dealing with. So there's going to be things that I'm not going to push him on because I know that. So what I've done, um, I also have an extensive acting background. I don't know if y'all can see this tattoo. So one of the best things I can recommend, if you would like to do my kind of style of humiliation and degradation, go to a local theater, go to a community college, um, ask to, I forget what the term is called, where you can sit in the class and you don't pay for it. There you go. Thank you, people. Uh, Audit uh, an acting class. Learn body language. Learn to read people because people will tell you so much more than they will ever say out of their mouth by how they react, what they do. So I've seen him in public spaces. His eyes go back and forth like he does not stop. He's super anxious. The way that he normally carries himself, he's a very proud person. He's a very strong person. He has a very confident gait. It has not been that way this weekend. He's been taking more of half strides. So I know that there's a certain level that normally on the interactions that we have, I would push him to that I cannot. Talking to him and getting to know more about him. 
knowing his favorite color, knowing what food allergies he has, if I'm going to push things to that extent, um, knowing what I can and can't have beforehand, knowing foods that he hates. Sorry, I'm going to have so much fun with that later. (laughs) Are you excited? I'm excited. Really? Yes. Okay. Because I filled these with mayonnaise just for you. I did. I did. So if any of you came to my humiliation and degradation class over the past couple of years, the reason that this is a joke and the reason that anybody will joke about ketchup with a forced orgasm is because I had a demo bottom um, and my other friend that I was talking about who loved powdered donuts. And in order for her to have that powdered donut, it was a reward. So she had to behave because she is also a brat. Except that when she wanted something sexual for me that I was not willing to give, she hates ketchup, but she's not allergic to it. So she had to eat the ketchup. But in order for her to earn her orgasm, she had to eat the powdered donuts covered in ketchup. Did I mention that I'm a sadist? It is gross, which is fantastic because when they gag, it makes me happy. He's so scared. (laughs) Uh, So another thing that we went into is trauma. Um, Now, this doesn't just apply for anybody that's going to be bottoming for this. This applies to anybody that's going to be chopping for this as well. I have issues with people being in my personal space. I know that at con, that's not necessarily something we can always help or something we can always prevent. So it's not as big of an issue. I try to prepare myself for that, so to see. Now, I will say this. Um, there's not a lot of things that anyone can do to upset me. This has happened in the past. For all intents and purposes, in this class, this is mine. Do not touch him. What I'm doing to him is very intense. It is not okay. You do not have my consent. You do not have his consent unless I have explicitly given it to you or unless I call you up here to do so. Everybody cool? Okay. Yes, don't, don't touch what's mine. I will hurt you. Not in a fun way. Okay. So that being said, he will probably be all over the place if anybody um, goes to try to grab at me, which has happened, or anybody tries to go to grab at him, that's an issue. If people pull out things um, unexpectedly, if he gets too angry, he's, he's uh, primal, as am I. Um, if he comes at me, that's, that's a trigger for me. We've already know, we knew that, we've discussed that. So you have to be aware of everything that's going on. Now, the reason that I say you want like a good understanding of somebody is because you are going to be essentially wrecking them. So <laughs> the other thing... We, we spend hours talking to each other just about this sort of thing. Yes. Um, and I also know, um, so just taking his physical body into account, I do not promote at all um, eating like greasy foods or like heavy sweets, having sodas, anything else after that. And he agreed to do this for me. It's water. It's Gatorade. It is natural sugars. It is like um, carrots, corn, sweet peas, white grapes, because this way it's, I'm doing everything I can ahead of time. And so is he to prevent a crash because his body is not going to have to work twice as hard to break down all of that junk. Now, granted, you can modify that any way you want. It's totally my, just my advice. It's up to you. Uh, if you do have problems with con drop, let me go ahead and push that on you as well. It will save you. It has done so much for me. Um, I used to be a, a seller for a vendor. I did 40 events last year. I only had con drop once. I promise you it works. Yeah, I'm sorry. There's a lot that goes into this. <laughs> 
I also have to know what his body image issues are. I have to know words that trigger him. I have to know any hand signals that will trigger him. I have to know if there are people that he cannot handle doing this sort of thing in front of. So with that all being said, I want to go ahead and take a couple of questions and talk to you guys a little bit now because when we get into this, I'm not going to be able to really take questions. Um, He's got something he has to go to immediately after this, and I'm going to be basically getting him to what will be his handler to get him to his next event. And if you would please respect that he's just gone through a lot, give him some space, let him get out the door and get to where he needs to go. If you want to talk to him, you know, talk to him later today or later in the weekend, please. I'll be free after like 1230-ish, 1245. Let him have his space afterwards. Please come talk to me. I'm going to be super happy. (laughs) Um, But let him have his space. She'll be happy. I'll be a blubbering mess. Yeah. It would be fantastic. Yeah, well. Um, so questions, curiosities, crickets. <laughs> so the kind of the warning that you gave about people in the audience touching you guys and engaging with you, I have never seen that happen. It's, it's just a disclaimer because I've had that happen. Yes. Um, and I do not want that to happen again. So I just throw that out as a disclaimer. You know how they're like, you know, don't have sex in the hospital bed. Somebody had to do it for you to put the warning there. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Cover my bases. Yeah. I mean, you never know. Um, did I see? Yes. Rob. Two questions. First. What is your inherent motivation for doing this type of play? Is it, uh, you said you're a sadist, right? But sadism also takes different forms in terms of you like the suffering aspect of it or pain specifically or. Um, I am fascinated by how people think. I am absolutely cerebral about this. Any way that I can push someone that is innovative or creative or not something that I've seen really does a lot for me. I like trying to understand people and get inside their heads. So any way that I can figure out, I wouldn't say twist the information, but to use the information that I know about somebody in order to watch them fall to a point that's almost their lowest is just absolutely fascinating. And it's so you, so you almost say it's the, the manipulation part of it. The being able to influence and manipulate, and the other things, the pain or the emotional turmoil or the physical stress are all just tools in creating that manipulation. Yes, and ultimately, I know at the end of the day, and this it's sort of a, not a popular opinion, at the end of the day, he's in absolute control. He sets up the playground for me. I just find different rides in the playground to ride on in ways that he didn't know that I could make them go. And it's fun, it's intriguing, but at the end of the day, I really just want to push him and see what I can do to him in ways that aren't typical. Because this was, um, I wouldn't say it was a challenge, but it was something that was really, really cool for me because every bottom that I've worked with before isn't a pain. He's really not. He, he doesn't like to take a lot of pain. Actually, would you mind to take your shirt off so that I could talk to them about that? So I also taught the um, orgasm denial and edging class. Oh, they didn't show up well. That makes me... Oh, that one did. Oh, fuck. <laughs> he, he doesn't like pain, but he can take a little. 
Um, so he doesn't like a lot of pain. He edged for four days for me, um, something he's not used to doing. Um, but we use these eviler sticks. So you basically snap them back, and they leave these little snap brands. So he had five of them. He had, like, deathly hollows. And in order for him to get his orgasm yesterday, he was willing to take those that amount of pain so that he could finally come, which was glorious. Yeah, it was. <laughs> All of the above, yes. <laughs> I like what I do. Uh, but, yeah, does that answer your question? Yes. Absolutely. Questions? Comments? Go for it. Have you ever done this and it gone catastrophically wrong? Yes. What does that look like? <laughs> yes. Um, so I am a switch. I really get off on somebody being able to do this better than me. <laughs> I've only met uh, one individual who could. Actually, if you guys listen to Kinky Cast, I did a humiliation and degradation podcast with someone who used to be my play partner. Um, they're the only person I found that can get inside my head in a way that I've never been able to contemplate. And this, by the way, is also being live recorded. You can find this on here if you want to listen to this or go back to reference anything. But I just love being able to twist it. And I did not know, she did not know, uh, it was a female demo bottom, that she had the trigger for the word party girl. Um, But she loved to party and she loved to go out. And she'd had a really bad issue with her ex. Um, Really messy divorce. So when I had her already crying and already on the ground, basically uh, in her underwear, covered in ketchup, begging for an orgasm, I was like, you're just a stupid little party girl, aren't you? That's all you know how to do. And it was a full-on panic attack. Obviously, there was no way for her to call red. I knew enough about her to know that that was a button that was pushed. You may run up against stuff like that. She had no idea. She could not have known to warn me about that. It just happened. And in that moment, I fully believe in taking care of things as they happen. Do not let them build. Do not let them fester. Process it. Go through that emotion with them. See what's going on, what you can prevent in the future. That being said, it did not mess us up at all. We do still play. Um, It just happened to be a trigger that happened to her in that one moment that she didn't know was a trigger in and of itself. So I will also say that does everybody know Rack? Yes, anybody who doesn't, it's okay. Okay, risk-aware consensual kink, so that what you're doing, you are aware of the risks involved in that. I actually play to prick, which is personal responsibility in consensual kink, which is the reason that I feel like I do stuff like humiliation and degradation. So I feel that it is your personal responsibility to know about yourself, to know about the person that you are playing with. Again, this is just my style, not something I'm forcing on you all. But it is your responsibility to know as much about yourself as possible. If you are avoiding dealing with issues, if you don't want to tell somebody that you have trauma and you go into a scene and then get triggered, that is your fault. You were not open enough. You did not discuss that. You did not tell them. That is how I play. That is what I do. I have to know your trauma. I am not a mind reader. I am gorgeous. That's about my talent. So You do it well, though. (laughs) Thank you. Yes. What does aftercare look like for for this when, I mean, when you invested so much in breaking somebody down and taking on what seems to be like a persona um, that is humiliating, how do you switch out of that and into the comforting or a comforting individual? So I'm going to let you take part of that. Okay. 
Well, you look like you wanted to say something, so I was um, like. When it comes to aftercare, a lot of the a lot of our negotiation was okay. So this is what's going to happen. What do I need to do afterward to make sure you're okay? And a lot of that was is going to be very personal with your with the person that you're playing with, the, your bottom. They required a lot of negotiating on on my part of saying I'm going to need I'm going to need this I'm going to need this I'm going to need this. And that is what she was saying about knowing yourself, knowing who you are, knowing what you are, knowing what you need. Is it's it's very case by case based. There's no blanket. You know, this is what you do after this scene. Fortunately, I wish there was, but yeah. I mean, if we could just have a handbook to tell us how to go through life, wouldn't we all? Oh yeah, right. Um, but it, it really is based on the individual. Um, like you said, for him, it is knowing that he did a good job. It is knowing that I'm going to reaffirm with him that I am so proud of him and I am so just blissed out happy that he was willing to let me do this to him because this is super intense, or at least it is for me. Uh, I believe it is for them as well because I usually have them crying. And knowing that I can comfort them, um, I have one bottom who all she wants to do afterwards is get up and clean and then she wants to take care of everything, which is fantastic for me because I can make a gigantic mess. And then she's naked and she's cleaning the equipment and I'm just like having a cigarette and happy as hell. <laughs> you know, I also have some people who like to fuck. Now that's a problem for me because after I go through a, a scene like this, I have just, I go into, I compartmentalize and I go into a place where it doesn't bother me to do what I do because I'm a very nurturing, I'm very caregiving. I don't like to see people in pain. I can't, you know, that arms of an angel commercial with the, the pa- I cry every time. I, ca- I can't. So I have to go into a different headspace. I can't be the kind of lover that I want to be with someone afterwards if they need sex. So it's also okay to like have somebody else take care of them. I'm sorry. She doesn't like a lot of recognition. Um, this is Jessica. She's actually going to be taking him to his next class. So because I need to answer questions, um, I'm also vending this weekend. Um, I know that I can't be there for every immediate need he has after this. So it was negotiated that this person is going to take him to his next event. She's going to help take care of him. If there's an emergency, I have my phone on me at all times. Um, and I will, by the way, for the next at least two weeks, but the next three days that phone is glued to my hand unless I'm at work at my day job in case he needs anything so that I can be there, I can do anything, and at the very least he can hear my voice and know that anything that's happening to him, anything that's running through his head, I am there, it's okay. It's a huge responsibility to talk to this. It is a huge endeavor to take this on as a bottom. It is not something that I would go into lightly. That being said, it's a hell of a lot of fun. (laughs) Questions? Speaking to uh, to the who and what of possibly passing off aftercare, in some situation, you go back to college, it really does take a village. It takes a village. Might have, she's going to get him to his next event, and then she's going to touch base with him later this afternoon, and then he's probably going to spend half the evening walking around with me. Um, him and I have a, another dynamic that's a whole separate from this. But, uh, but you don't... It's not necessarily one person is going to do everything. Especially not an event like this, because some people are better at certain aspects of aftercare than others. Uh, so that's that's speaking to that on a more broad level. Absolutely. That was one of the things that we negotiated a lot on. Was okay. I, this is gonna. She she told me so. This is gonna hurt you. This is gonna be horrifically intense. Yeah, I don't. 
I think your exact words are, I don't really think you understand what I'm about to do to you. <laughs> and uh, she asked me so on multiple occasions, do you have someone that can take care of you immediately afterwards? Do you have someone that can take care of you later that afternoon? Do you have someone that can take care of you the next day? Do you have a support network? Do you have you know people in your life, in your immediate vicinity? Because we live, what, six hours away from each other? Easily. There's no way I could get to her, she could get to me instantly. And that was the one thing that we did talk about a lot was... Yes, I have the people I live with, I have my friends, I have my tribe, I have my family. I have people that if I get to a point, get to a position where I'm just losing it, I'm having a I'm breaking down again, I have someone I can call who can get to me within seconds. Yeah, and that that is absolutely essential with this sort of thing if they need that. So the other thing that I'm gonna go into, and I know this is gonna sound a little bit odd, but hear me out. So Putting the religion part of it aside, if anybody's ever heard of the five love languages. Okay, so he's very service-oriented. In order for him to feel like he is being accepted and validated, he needs words of affirmation. He needs to do acts of service. He needs to have that understood. Now, in order for that to be reciprocated, his stuff is a little bit different. He needs somebody to touch him. He doesn't just need those words. He needs to do those things, but he needs somebody to respond differently. So part of my aftercare is knowing how to make sure that he feels safe and okay. For me, that is studying those five love languages. I just put the religion part of it aside because it's still really good information. I will touch him. I will tell him everything, and I will show him. I mean, he. I have a present for him. He doesn't know about it yet. Surprise! Because he was willing to do this for me, and that means a lot to me. I do this from every time I have a demo bottom because I'm showing them in my own way. This is important. This is amazing. This is validating. So did I just hear you say you do all five just to cover all the bases? I know all five. You know what their primaries are, but then you also want to cover them all anyway. Yeah, I know what the five are. I know what applies the most to them. And I know after this sort of situation with what I'm going to do to him, what will speak to him most. Um, like I said, we've been friends for years, which is why I can do this. So that being said, um, please do yourself a favor. Um, don't leave this class and try this. Think about this. Really think about this before you're doing it, because this is something that can get really heavy. Um, know somebody for a very long time. Don't go out and try to do pickup play with this. This is super intense. Not, again, something I would recommend just right off the bat. If you do happen to know your partner, you can start off with some things that are lighter. You can go with stuff, or at least with my style, where you're calling them a bitch or a slut or a whore, or you're talking to them about things, or you're kicking them around on the ground, or you're making them roll around in dog shit. It depends on what level they want to take it to. You can do some basic stuff, but if you're going to get to the point where you're messing with psychology, you're messing with their emotional state, you really have to know somebody well before you do this. And I even recommend knowing somebody well before you're going to play with them in general. Again, just my stuff, not pushing that on everybody. So if you could come up here and help him get undressed, I would really appreciate that. So she's actually helping me out so that I can talk to you guys a little bit about things and scare the hell out of him while he's getting ready. So he's heard all these stories about different things that I've done for humiliation and degradation to other people. I made sure that, you know, a girl was strapped down um, with a Hitachi on her and I made her gag on 24 ounces of ketchup so that she could have an orgasm. 
I have completely broken someone. She wanted that. We negotiated that. We had been in a relationship for a very long time in order to force her to accept a compliment because she couldn't accept any of them. So he knows about that as well. He also knows that there's nothing that I'm going to do that we haven't already negotiated and we haven't already talked about, but that does not mean that I'm not going to scare the absolute shit out of him or at least try. So that being said, how you doing? So you do realize that you've been an absolute brat all weekend. You're looking at the ground like you did something wrong and yet you've been so bratty. This takes all the fun out of it. You can't brat now? No. Why? Are you afraid you've dug a hole you can't get out of? Pretty much. It's not any fun when they don't fight me. So what do you think that you've earned? Uh, An answer would be good. Yeah, but you don't like pain. You don't like pain. So I, get, I just want you to do something for me. Can you take your hand? Can you run it up my leg? Yeah. And can you tell me what's under this dress? Nothing. Nothing? That's right. And do you know what you're not going to get to have? Anything that's under this dress. <laughs> because what were you? Upright. Yeah. Yeah, but so here's what else I need you to tell me. So what am I? Oh, no, no, no. Come on. I need you to stand up. I need you to face them because I need you to tell them what I am. Come on. Stand up. No, stand up. Come on. Stand up. Good you're a good boy. Stand up. No, we talked about this, remember? What am I? Am I a slut? <laughs> Are you having some issues? Am I a slut? No. <laughs> but you know I like dirty talk. You're not going to talk dirty to me? You did, are you not capable? No. But what if I want to be called a slut? Why are you not doing what I want you to do? Do you not like me? I did all of this for you. I got up at 6 a.m. You can't call me a slut? That sounded so convincing. <laughs> what am I? A slut. That's better, but don't call me a slut. That's rude. It is rude. And you're also, you're like standing like you're equal to me or something. I don't know what's wrong with you. It's not like I told you to do it or anything. So you know what else I am, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, I know, but, but who wears pearls and has a fan? Southern Bells. Yes. What's Southern Bells like? An etiquette? Yeah. So do you have manners? No, but I'm a Southern Belle. You have to treat me like a lady. Yes, I can't, I can't hear you, and they can't hear you. You have to entertain. That's what you're here for. That's the point. It's okay. You'll get there eventually. It's okay. How, I'm, can you stand up again? I mean, don't look me in the eye because you're not supposed to, but can you stand up again? Are you capable? Okay. So you don't like this stuff, do you? No. Are you sure? I do. I mean, it's pretty tasty. 
You know, it's really polite when you're Southern to finish your plate, right? So if I told you that I wanted you to eat the whole bottle, you could. Yeah. I'm so proud. Oh, look at how pretty that is. Look at. Does it sting? Here, my hands are cold. I make it better. <laughs> is it cold? Are you cold? Yes. Do you want somebody to warm you up? No. No. Are you sure? Okay. You don't sound really convincing. You're not sure. I don't know what I'm going to do with him. So one of the things that we talked about is that you told me you had a few insecurities about things and I could play with them. You remember? You remember that? You're really dreading this now, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. So you told me you had some, some issues with masculinity. So, what would a man do in this situation? Can you tell me? I don't know. You're supposed to tell me. You sound like you're questioning everything. Well, why? You're supposed to be a man. Don't men know what to do? Are you, are you a man? Do men know what to do? I need I need an answer. They need an answer. Yes. 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 What? Okay. So you so you really want to. No, no, no. It's not the good answer. I need you to want it with me. You can't want it. Why can't you want it? Mayonnaise is good. You can put it on hot dogs. We can go real southern with mayonnaise and pineapple sandwiches. Seriously, that's over that shit with barbecue. I don't know what y'all talking about. Yes, see, somebody knows. Yeah. No? No? Put that shit on some Parmesan chicken? Yes. So you don't want it. Nothing, nothing I can do to make you want that. There's nothing at all I can make you do to want that. No. No. You're saying I'm not good enough. Oh, you're good enough. I'm not. You don't want me. You you don't you don't want what's under this dress. Is that what you're telling me? No. You're not telling me you don't want me. No. no. So you want the mayonnaise? Yes. You really want it? You're gonna eat some mayonnaise for me? Yeah. Okay. Just have just a little. A little bit. Okay. Can you close your eyes for me? I keep them closed. You ready? Are you ready? You really ready? Okay, can you open your mouth? Oh, yeah, I said keep your eyes closed. Can you can you do that? Are you capable of following basic, simple instructions? Are you sure? Are you positive? Absolutely. Okay. You look discomfited. <laughs> Is that a problem? Did we talk about how much you don't like weird textures? You have a little mayonnaise facial. You know, it's really good for, it's really, you know, just a little bit. It's okay. There's stuff to clean you up with. Don't worry. It's actually really good. I don't know if you guys know this. It's actually really good for your hair. Get it in there. I don't know if y'all can see it. Look at this face. He's so happy. 
Now I don't have to do anything to hurt you at all. So did you want to eat some? Yes. Really? Yes. You make me so happy. <laughs> so good boy. Okay, open your mouth. Stick your tongue out. Now let them see. Yeah, show, yeah, show, show. You ready? You absolutely ready? Mm-hmm. Super ready. Mm-hmm. You seem bored with this process. <laughs> you sure? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You think I'm really going to put it in your mouth? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Boop. Oh, you're laughing. That means you're having a good time. That means I must not be doing my job well. I told you to keep your eyes closed. It ruins the fun if you don't. And you're covering yourself. Are you, are you having some issues? You're cold. Well, you know, mayonnaise has, you know, like some lard type capacity. Did you know that? It can help keep you warm. So since you keep trying to cover that, I'm, I'm going to cover it so we can keep it warm for you. So you don't have to keep your hands over it. So can you move your hands? Thanks. That's right there. <laughs> oh, is that discomfitting? Is it cold? <laughs> That's just rude. I'm trying to warm you up. I keep it warm. Oh, or you, you flinch. Oh, God, that's a lot of mayonnaise. And I like mayonnaise. Get it all down in there. Yeah, there you go. I really should have gotten somebody that liked mayonnaise to go down on you after that to make you watch a gag. <laughs> Four thought. Here, I'll help keep you warm. It's all good. See, you warming up yet? Yes. I don't think that was a very convincing yes. I don't think that that was a very convincing yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. So obviously we're going to have to go about this the hard way. Can you get on your knees for me? Because obviously you don't deserve to stand up. Get that off my hand. (laughs) So if you can't do what I'm asking you to, and you can't eat the mayonnaise because you don't want to eat it, then what am I supposed to do with you? Because if I can't use you to fuck, and if I can't use you to beat, then how am I supposed to have fun? I need an answer. I don't don't have the Jeopardy theme song. And if you don't know how am I supposed to know, I done told these people I'm not a mind reader. I don't know. Entertain me. It's okay. Get on all fours and crawl for me. That usually works. You can follow me really good, Puffy. You got to keep up. I don't know why you're so slow. Look at me. I'm in heels and I'm faster than you. You know, if you were a man, you could do that. Yes. You sound so sad. Are you sad? Yes. Why? Come on, speak up. I got something else for you. I'm going to do a countdown. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, <laughs> four, three. No answers? Two. No? You got Nothing? Nothing. I remember that little mark back there, too. Look at me, darling. Now, aren't you supposed to tell me that I'm a slut? Because I told you I really, really wanted you to. Come on. 
it's no fun, and I'm going to pout. And if I start stomping my heels, then things are going to get really dirty. Slut, whore, it's not that hard. I'm giving you the words. Come on. Come on. With feeling. Come on. You can't. That's not a word. See, no. So we try. We never say that we can't. Okay, stand up. Stand up. Because that's, that's just so disappointing. You're acting like your knees are bothering you. I'm fine. If I'm fine, you should be fine. These hills are saying. You're acting like you're not having any fun. Are you not having any fun? Are you sure? Absolutely. So do you remember yesterday when you told me what made you super uncomfortable? Really? You don't like showing your butt to the audience, do you? No. Why? Well, there's got to be a reason. There's, there's a reason for everything. Do you, do you not want to please me? You don't like, what's wrong, what's wrong with your butt? Hmm? It's a cute little butt. Got a little heart shape to it. I can grab it and squeeze it, do things to it. Is it that you don't like the way it looks or that you don't really like yourself? You don't like yourself. Why don't you like yourself? You don't think you're good. And why don't you think that you're good? And yet, you're willing to stand here. Oh, no, turn around. This says more and back this way. You ready? And get covered in mayonnaise, which you hate. And you can bend over and show your ass and take pain <gasps> that you hate. For me, I'd say that's good enough. I'd say that's more than good enough. I'd say that's pretty fucking amazing. Yeah, can you look at me? I love it when you cry. Because you are good enough. You're amazing. And you've been strong, and after everything that you've been through, and you're still willing to let me do this to you. Come here. Turn around, look at him. Look at him. Takes a lot of strength to do this. And that means you're absolutely good enough. Hold your head up. Hold your head up. Look at them. It's a room full of people that feel that you are good enough. I need you to say it. Yes, you can. You can, because I'm right here with you. I just did a whole bunch of weird-ass shit to you. You are naked in front of a room full of people. Now, if you can do that, you can believe in yourself for five seconds. Look at them. Tell them, I'm good enough. I'm good enough. No, you have to believe it. I need you to believe it for me. For me. You can. You absolutely can. You are good enough. Say it to me. Can you say it louder for me? Please. You can. You are good enough.
You're completely good enough. You're not just good enough. You know that, right? You're amazing. You are wonderful. And to be quite frank, honey, you're one of the bravest specimens of men that I've ever seen. Because I don't know many men who would get up here and let me do this to them. Yeah, look, you snorted a little. It's funny, right? (laughs) You're amazing. And you're good enough. I know you can't say it loud. I know you can't bellow it to the back of the room. But for me, but more importantly for you, tell them you're good enough. I'm good enough. Okay. I'm not going to ask any more of you, darling. It's okay. It's okay. That's it, guys. Thank you. You have been listening to episode 231B of the Kinky Cast. For more information about this show, go to kinkycast.com. The Kinky Cast is a production of Rooster in the Round. On behalf of all our Kinky crew, I'm Max. Join us next week when we present Fire Child, Anal 101, recorded live at Frolicon.